Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. Hi. Hi. How are you? Peachy Keen, how are you? Oh, I'm living the dream. Kids go back to school next week, so that's very exciting. It is exciting. Pretty pumped. For you. <laughs> Can't wait to get them out of my house. I bet um, your cats feel the same way. What's that? So I bet your cats feel the same way. Oh, yeah. They 100% do. They're like, please, can you make it quiet during the day? We're not for this. Kids running around all the time. So did you do anything fun this weekend? Besides breaking my door. <laughs> Besides pulling your door off the literal hinges. Literally just open. Um, no, it's, it's on the hinge. It's not on the frame. It's not on the frame, right. <laughs> it's hanging on by the hinge. <laughs> like, how does this happen? I feel like this podcast should just transition into the stupid things that happen to us on a daily basis. I just... I literally just opened it. It's not even a door that I use. Like, maybe you should use it more, and then it no, won't rip away. No, because then the step I'll break my ankle. That's why I don't use that side door because the step's so high. I end up rolling my ankle every time I step off of. Fair, fair point. So it's the death trap to begin with. Great. Well, Kathy uh, ripped her door out of. Uh, doorframe out of the house so that's exciting <laughs> it's the screen door it wasn't oh, the it was just, main door got it yeah. got it uh we went camping this weekend yeah we how'd did. that go well <laughs> <laughs> we went camping with like a lot of people like my mom's side of the family my dad's side of the family like relatives, families from the other side. Like we had a lot of people camping. My goodness. And my dad had asked me if he could take the boys up early one day because he was going up early and he was like, oh, it'd be fun to take the kids up with me. I don't think he'll ever do that again. (laughs) But they had a great time. They're a lot. They are a lot. And they don't listen when like – they're excited about a new place and all amped up and, you know, just seeing their cousins and stuff. They're like, you can't get through to them. So I don't blame him at all. It, it's, it's a lot. But so my dad took the kids up early. Andy and I worked all day. We came home and I was like, let's just make dinner real quick because we had a meal kit thing we needed to make. So like, let's make dinner real quick. Then we won't have to stop on the way there and then we'll head out. Okay, perfect. So we do that. We get the car all packed. We're, we got to eat dinner together without the kids, which never happens. And then we got to drive in the car, listen to whatever we wanted to, chit-chatted the whole way up north. Um, it was only like an hour and a half away, but got there. It was like 930 at night. So everything's dark. Everyone that's with us is going to bed at this point. And Andy and I are like, well, we'll just, we'll just set up our our tent and then we'll go to bed right away and so we get there I tell my dad we're there the kids run out hi mom hi dad we start unpacking the car 
And my husband looks at me and he goes, I forgot the tent. I mean, it's good on him to admit that. <laughs> he was so was mad. brave of him. <laughs> so mad. And I was mad for like 2.5 seconds. And then I started crying laughing. Because like, okay, we only us two idiots without our kids. So we have like even more time to think about everything and nobody interrupting us. Only us two idiots would leave our tent at home. You know, the most important thing you bring for camping, your shelter. So he's all upset, which that I mean, it was frustrating, but I'm crying laughing and the whole night for the next like hour and a half every 10 minutes I just burst out laughing and he's just shaking his head at me and I'm sitting here going dude if you can't laugh about this I don't know what to tell you so by the end of the weekend he thought it was pretty funny but um so we my dad and my oldest had gone to bed they were both gonna sleep in my parents camper because they had air conditioning and I was like oh we're gonna set up the tent we're gonna sleep in there so, like, 10 minutes later, I have to call my dad, who's now gone to sleep, to be like, hey, we need to sleep in your camper tonight. Unlock your door. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was our fun camping experience where we forgot our tent. Um, so, thankfully, we did have the tent at home, which my mom was going to bring the next day because she was coming up. She had to work on Friday. This was all Thursday. Um, Tents are not cheap if you had to go buy one. <laughs> okay, so actually, I don't, I guess I didn't tell you this part, but we did end up going to buy a new one. <laughs> so it's okay because we've been talking all year about buying a new tent because the one we had before, like tents are super weird. They call them like a five person tent, but like it's five people if you like lay on top of each other. Like you just have a table and they single room because it's the single room. You got to get the ones that divide. Even the ones that divide, it's like you can fit three queen mattresses in here and nothing else. But if you have no no clothes with you, no supplies, you're good. But if you like want to take anything with you, it sucks to be you. I mean, I don't think they think that someone's going to actually put three queen mattresses in a tent. I just like, okay, but I don't think you, I guess I'm just like, how are you able to say that it's for 10 people or whatever when like literally only 10 people could just like lay down and that's it you couldn't man it's like booking a hotel room on those stupid save money sites instead of going to the actual hotel page and they're like oh five people can fit in this but it's literally like a king size bed (laughs) and then like a couch that pulls out so Great. Two people can sleep in this king size bed. The kids have to sleep on the floor, I guess. An armchair you can lay on, kind of. <laughs> We're dispersing um uh cushions from the <laughs> building other couches. <laughs> oh, we have a pool, but it hasn't worked in two years. Right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did end up buying a new tent and it's like 10 person tent I think but it worked really good for us because we we like camping this place was really nice to when it had like outdoor not outdoor but like single standing bathroom areas all throughout that were 
gorgeous and redone and all tiled and really nice. And they had showers that were all tiled, really nice showers. So like, I would love to go back where we went. It was a, a good family campground. Um, but the last couple of times we had gone camping, it was a little tight for the four of us to be in there. And I think we had an eight person tent at the time, but like we each bring a bag and I bring a bucket with like sunscreen and aloe and, you know, allergy meds and all that. And we bring fans. fans and and, light. Right. And it's like, okay, there's no way 10 people, people would fit in here. But the new one that we bought, I actually do really like. It's a lot taller so we can all stand in it. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so it's very nice. And we ended up really liking it. But it was the very funny thing that happened this weekend was we went camping and forgot the tent. So, I mean... <laughs> I told my husband that going forward, we're going to have like a checklist before we leave the house. You should just get one of those rings, laminate a bunch of different checklists. That's what I was thinking. I was totally 100% thinking that. I was like, oh yeah, laminate them, then we can use a dry erase marker. Our brains are so organized in the moment. Right. It's just like executing the tasks to do and it it's just ensue chaos afterward right. absolutely uh good intentions but hot messes um but it was funny because a couple people in my family told me that they have done the same thing so like my uncle and his wife they forgot their tent once when camping um somebody else my dad me- forgot his tent poles oh that was what <laughs> someone else said too they forgot their tent poles once so Andy didn't feel quite as bad afterwards. He, I mean, it's an easy thing to forget. It's, it's like, like the biggest thing we have, though, when you forget. And it's like the easiest thing to forget because you're like, oh, it's already packed. I don't have to think about it. Like you assume that it's already there. Uh, it was a good time. So that was very, very funny. And I couldn't stop laughing about it all weekend. Well, but, I'm glad you were laughing about it. Yeah. I would, like I said, I was frustrated for like, a couple of minutes and then I was like this is too funny like this is his growth (laughs) right we're trying we're trying I was a little irritated towards my husband which I shouldn't have been because he already like was beating himself up about it but now you recognize that from all the healing that you've done yeah yeah Then everyone just made fun of him all weekend, but he had a great <laughs> sense of humor about it. So we were I'm proud of him on growth too. Yes, he's doing great. So we had a great weekend after we got our tent and um the kids, my gosh, there was so much for them to do. There was like a mini golf course and a like outdoor adventure thing that was like a pond that had all the stuff you can climb on. I don't know, they're water floaty climbing things. Like an obstacle course. Yeah. Um, The kids got to go on a BMX dirt bike track, which was pretty cool. Oh, my God. And right up their alley. Yep. They had a blast. And then my husband and my cousin (laughs) tried going on the boys' little tiny bikes around the BMX track. And I was like, I can't. Were they wearing their helmets? I can't remember. I took a, I don't think they were. I took a video of them because I wanted to, you know, wait until one of them like fell and busted their face open. So I could Where was safety mark? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he was going to try, but he didn't. 
Because I yelled at him and told him he couldn't because I didn't feel like taking him to the hospital. I mean, that's fair. And he was like, fine. Because you can't drive the the RV home, so. Right. <laughs> Correct. So that was very fun. We had a great weekend. And um, I needed a couple days to recover from the weekend. That was a lot of peopling. Yeah. Whew, a lot of peopling. So. I was telling Andy that, like, in the future when we plan vacations, I feel like I should take the day after we get back off of work. Yeah, that's always smart. Because I, I, I don't know if it's just, like, the age I am now or my mental state, but I need I'm a <laughs> full day to recover from, like, being away from my normal environment and my normal people, and it's... It's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's a lot being around a bunch of people. Plus, you're outside in the fresh air. And no, it's a lot. And it wasn't like a super cool weekend. I mean, it's better than the last year when you went camping. It was, You were melting. <laughs> we were melting on Friday. Friday was really hot. Saturday and Sunday were great. But Friday was like, I don't swim normally when we go do stuff like this. Like I just, I'm not a pool person. I'm not a lake person. Like I'll sit out by it and then burn to a crisp. But um, or take your friend on a death canoe trip. That happened one time. Get over it. <laughs> but um, Andy had brought my oldest back for his first soccer practice, so he drove an hour and a half back so they could do soccer, and so I just had my youngest. And he's like, can we go to the pool, mom? Like, All right, that's fine. It was so hot. I ended up jumping in there with him, which probably hasn't happened in since they were babies. So they thought that was cool. But I was, oh my gosh, it was so hot. It was very, very warm out. Did you remember all of your um, stuff that you bought? Did I remember all of my stuff that I bought? The summer stuff that we found at Target? No. You literally I didn't. What you oh, didn't you buy like a slip and slide? Oh, no, I didn't bring that stuff with. Target had like all their um, all their yeah. summer stuff, like 75% off. So I bought the boys a two like two lane slip and slide for like $11. Um, but no, we didn't bring it with. I didn't know what the situation with like hose and water hookups and all that jazz I was. Forgot that. Yeah, I forgot. It was. I thought you bought like toys, but no, and then I remembered it wasn't. No, unfortunately. But no, they had plenty of plenty of fun stuff. They got to ride their bikes around the park and Cam got to go fishing a bunch and right up his alley. Yep, he had a blast. So yeah, we had a really good time. I ice cream out of a cone for the first time in like a jillion years are you it looked so good and it was so hot so we went down and got ice cream i think i had like five ice cream cones over the weekend nice yeah so you know if you haven't done something for a zillion years might as well just pack as much of it into one thing as you can right all right (laughs) obviously oh it works right all right, what are we talking about today? I don't remember. Cool. Good thing I wrote it down. Good job. 
so today we were going to discuss dealing with expectations. So oh, yeah. dealing with your expectations of other people, their expectations of you, and kind of how we are learning to transition when things don't go as planned, which is very difficult. Really hard for neurodivergent brains. <laughs> I don't like when – I like having a plan. I like coming up with the plan. I like making it work. And when it doesn't – I overplan as much as I overpack. And uh, – <laughs> Is that that perfectionist in you? Like, I always come up like with worst case scenarios, so I have to have a solution for all of the scenarios that are playing out in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, so why don't we start with chatting about expectations of ourselves? Because that's my one of my hardest things to deal with is. My expectations for myself are way higher than most people. I expect perfection out of myself. I expect nothing but 150% if I care about something, putting that amount into it. And it gets me into trouble sometimes because I expect way too much of myself and I try to exert myself too much and then burnout happens and you crash and burn. Well, right. And I think as much as your personal life and your professional life intertwine, like also for me, like I always want to give 110% and then if I can't get it right, I have a hard time either finishing it or starting it if I don't have all my tools. Mm -hmm. And then I think that also reflects as like group, group projects, or if you're working on something with someone like in your brain, you're, you're perfectionist. So you are expecting them to be on the same level as you. So you're expecting something higher out of them because that's what you would do. But some people aren't like that. So I think just learning how to, as much as everybody hates the working in groups and group projects and team building, I think it is important. And I see why we had to suffer through it because everybody's brain works different. And once you learn to deal with those different scenarios, you can build your toolbox and now you know what to expect when people do certain things. But then you also have to learn. Like, I have to learn to let go and let people do their jobs. <laughs> like, and just let them do what they're going to do. You have to have trust in other people. That's hard, though. I have, really hard. I have a really hard time with that. I... I expect things to be correct. One of the biggest things that my dad instilled me in me was we want to make sure things are on time and accurate, right? So that's something that he instilled me very early on when I was when I used to work for him. And um, 
it, it was something that really stuck. And it's frustrating when your expectations are for people to be on the same level as you and they're not. So you get things and they're not accurate and they're not on time and then you're struggling to fix it. And, you know, sometimes we have way too high expectations of other people. And I don't know if that's fair or unfair or what it is, but I think at least for me, like if it's going to reflect upon me, then I'm going to have very high expectations for the people involved in whatever we're working on. Right. But then that also leads you to have more stress because Mm -hmm. you are, it's not really micromanaging, but you're always delegate it because I'm a perfectionist and I want it done correct. Well, right. Which I think is part of building your team. Like I know we don't always have choice of who's on our team and the projects people are doing, but I think that's where like learning to let go and give up control even if it is going to reflect upon you. Because, like, for me, having that backup of, well, I'm just going to do it, and if it doesn't get done, but then that's not fair to the other people, like, on your team. So it is a hard place to be in. <laughs> it's it's hard, too, when your expectations of yourself are so high. Like, I think it's a good quality to have to expect more out of yourself and to expect, you know, better from you or whatever it is, but it gets to that level sometimes that it's just unrealistic and you're setting yourself up for failure and you can't always be a perfectionist and everything's I'm a very black and white person and I know you are too. Like I don't want the gray. I want to know I think that's why we're both great with the whole, you know, accounting world because There are black and white things in accounting. There are specific things that have to be a specific way. Things need to match. That's the whole purpose of it. And it took your books every month. (laughs) It it took my like myself so long to understand my brain. And I wanted to, you know, after high school, I wanted to go to college for something that was creative because I wanted to be a creative person. And over the years, I've learned, like, yes, I can be creative. The kids and I will do crafts or I'll make something or, and I can sew a little bit. And uh, But I'm not, like, my brain doesn't necessarily work that way. You know, my brain works. There's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And yeah, sometimes there's in between that give you the same result. But like there is stuff that is absolutely right. And there is stuff that is 100% wrong in those circumstances, right? Sometimes, yes. Well, sometimes <laughs> for our job, I feel like there's there, you know, there's a lot only less- one way to get to an answer sometimes. Right. And there's a lot less gray because it things have to be correct. And I wanted to be someone that had a more creative brain, but I think that's something that needs to be in my home life hobbies because I succeed and I excel in a position where I am, I have a set rule 
book and I have set tasks and I know what I'm doing and I feel confident in what I'm doing. And if you're going to tell me I'm wrong about something, there's an actual reason Reason. I'm wrong and you can explain it to me, not just, I don't like what you came up with. I can't handle it. Redo it. (laughs) I can't. I can't handle that. Like, if you can explain to me why it's incorrect and how to do it correctly, we are golden. But if right, I think that's part of the interior design program that I liked was mm-hmm. the space planning and the laying things out. Um, like the finishing part was really hard for me because mm-hmm. again, you have to appease your teacher, not a specific client. So you have a teacher and you have to also learn what they like and learn what they expect of you so you're not really using everything inside of you because maybe you have an idea that's way out here Mm -hmm. but you have to appease their ideas (laughs) well and the thing that was so frustrating about the school we went to is all of those teachers were interior designers first And then they taught, so they like worked in the field, but I don't think they were set up to be teachers. None of them were very, none of them understood how to teach the material, right? At least the ones I had, I felt that way. Um, But I excelled in AutoCAD and advanced AutoCAD and the stuff that had rules on how you did it. Right. Great. Well, and that's where I struggled with was um the space planning whatever like if you tell me something has to be five feet away from something i'm gonna make it five feet away from something i got you fantastic (laughs) i got your ada but then like well don't tell me it has to be ada and then tell me oh well those are just guidelines well, do you want it to be this way or don't you? Because I'm going to do it the correct way. <laughs> because I know what it's like walking through a, a store and not being able to get through the line. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, it took me a long time to realize that. I want to say honestly, in the last year, I've realized that the reason that interior design did not work out for me is because that's not how my brain works. Yeah, I my brain follow- doesn't. If I follow the instructions and I did it correctly, then it should be correct. You should yeah, be I able mean, to say, I don't like this, therefore you fail. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So that's Give one rubric. I'm good with rubrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's. One, I don't know. I get frustrated because I, I loved accounting in high school. Why didn't I just stick with that? Stick it. I had no idea that I could be good at accounting. <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting to see the way things progress because I don't think I would change anything. I think that I learned important lessons throughout the way and everything. But also, it's a little bit frustrating looking back and being like, okay, you should have followed a different path. If you would have, where would you be now? 
oh honey you're talking to the wrong person <laughs> but then i also I replay these things in my brain i know i know all the time. <laughs> i know i know, I know. It's I don't know, but then I feel like things wouldn't have worked out the way they did, and maybe I wouldn't have met the same people in my life, and, you know. Like I said, everything happens when it's supposed to. Well, gotta learn those lessons. You gotta be in that team that really lets you down, and you have to build from it. And that's how you work through your expectations. Yep, it's true. And I think, you know, your expectations of yourself and others change throughout your life. Um, I would say my expectations, you know, of, for instance, you know, who I was dating back then changed to the expectations of what I expect from my husband and I expect for our relationship and what we've grown through together and um, expectations of dating, I'm sure for you have changed. And <laughs> I so sorry you have to date in this digital world. And I wish I could just like rub a magic genie lamp and, and make you the perfect guy. But I think of expectations with that. Okay. So, expectations of a dating profile like you don't lie in... <laughs> correct <laughs> or be flexible if you don't believe in something that you wrote down or you know update your profile every once in a while because <laughs> when I'm reading your profile and it says uh, something about you being 33 and your profile says you're 38 now like <laughs> Have you really been on this dating website that long? (laughs) Which, no judgment, but, like, update your profile every once in a while. But I think that's where um, communication and expectations go hand in hand. Because, yeah, I could have a higher expectation of someone, and someone might think that they're doing the best that they can in their mind they're fulfilling their expectations yeah but i think you gotta lay lay out because like you and i worry so like we do (laughs) like if i'm talking to someone like i don't have to talk to you 24 7 but like check in throughout the day or like say hey i can't talk to you right now i'm doing this or whatever i, think, like, I don't think it's controlling i think it's that's just... a super good point though because i think that's seen as controlling but like when you break it down because you and i have had these conversations a zillion times before when you break it down you know what you and i say is like i want to know you're still alive and not dead in a ditch somewhere that's why i'm asking like hey where are you at hey how's your day hey how was work today? Like I, if you don't respond and I don't hear from you all day, you are obviously in some dire, terrible situation. That's that, that or I think mind. that you're just not interested in me. And why am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. Like if you can go all day without talking to me, like not even a check-in, whatever it takes. It literally takes two seconds to pick up your phone. 
Well, in the whole communication part, like you said, you know, just text me and be like, hey, I'm on a job site today. I'm not going to be able to talk. I'll text you later. If you're in a, in a relationship with someone and like you said, you can't take or even if you're just getting to know someone and you can't take 10 seconds to like, OK, now I'm double thinking what I'm saying out loud, though, because here's the thing, my ADHD brain is really bad with that. So I'm saying it. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, no, 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 because you do that sometimes. I will forget to respond or I will read something and then get distracted and be like, oh, I I really need to respond to that. And I'll forget about I do this to you all the time where I'll go to message you and I'll see you've sent me like 15 things that I haven't answered. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I meant to go through all of that. But now that I'm back because I had to tell you something, I'll go see all the things you sent me. Yeah, but you're getting back to me within a few hours. Yeah. Like I'm talking about like all day. Like yeah. if you can't. Well, I okay. sometimes so, unintentionally do that. So that's the only reason I. Which I'm totally understanding of that because I know that's how you are. Like, I don't take it personally you know, because I know. Hot mess. <laughs> but like, if you open my message and then like you don't respond to me, I typically am like, um, excuse me. It's always because I open it and then I get distracted. If I'm at work, it means that someone came in my office and is now sitting there and is going to be there for 45 minutes chit-chatting with me. Or I'm at home and one of my annoying little munchkins that runs around my house asks me to do something. But then, like, at the end of the night, you typically are like, oh, sorry, I yeah. got distracted. Like, you communicate that. But, like, so I'm going to – so this is a story <laughs> that I just had. So this guy was messaging me, um, and he's like, do you want to talk off, off of here or whatever? I'm like, okay. And, like, it was going really good, like, back and forth, like, talking. And then, like – I gave him I I don't like giving my number out because people my phone excuse. A doesn't ever work in my office and you're just gonna get annoyed because it's no service. So when it does go through you get like three messages of the same thing. <laughs> so whatever. And I gave him different options on how to talk not on the app. Which at that point, like, why can't you just talk on the app? It's the exact same thing. Right. Isn't it just like messaging any other way you would message? Correct. Okay. Interesting. Right. So whatever. So go through this whole thing. And then. Can I ask start- one question? Yeah. Do you have to like pay for the app to like message back? Is No. Okay, cool. Never mind. I was no. going to try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but no, no. I mean, some you do, but no, I did. You, but this one you do not. Okay. Um, so he adds me on Facebook and then I'm like, no, I'm just going to message him through messenger. Like I'm not, I don't need to be your friend to message you. whatever. <laughs> so I'm like trying to talk to him and like, I start doing a project, whatever. And he, I'm not really worried that he's not responding because I'm assuming he's at work too, right? <laughs> right. So I mean, I'm like, I'm like, whatever. 
so I'm not I'm not like you have to like respond to me right away kind of a person like I give you time as long as you eventually get back to me but like he had been the one that wanted to talk off the web off the app or whatever and so like at this point it's like pulling teeth trying to like have a conversation with him Mm -hmm. and again I thought he was at work so not a big deal whatever but then I'm like, oh, how's your how's your work day going? He's like, oh, I have the day off. I'm like, okay. I said, are you working on some projects or whatever? He's like, no. <coughs> cool. <laughs> I don't mean to be intrusive. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, maybe. But also, he's- like, more than one word answers are pretty cool sometimes. Right. And, like, up until we switched over, he had been, like, we were having a really good conversation. Was he being a chatty Kathy before that? He was. Get it? Because your name's Kathy. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I mean, that's the first time I've thought of it, and I've known you for a zillion years. Thanks. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I was just getting, like, these one-word answers back. And I'm like, well, and then he has the nerve to ask me, he's like, are you going to add, are you going to accept my friend's request? And I said to him, I'm like, well, I don't know yet. I said, I'm still getting to know you. I don't know yet. You're real boring. Right. Like, I was like, kind of joking, but like, I mean, it was playful. I wasn't like, well, I don't know who, I don't know you yet. (laughs) I don't know. And then like, I gave my disclaimer. I said, just so you know, I'm kind of needy and I text back quickly. (laughs) I said, I require a lot of attention. It's correct, folks. (laughs) And uh, which I mean, it's not, uh, I don't require a lot of attention. No, you acquire a reasonable amount of attention. (laughs) You, I said, you acquire, you require not an exorbitant amount of attention, it's a reasonable amount of attention. Right, like, like be able to have a conversation. <laughs> send me a TikTok. Send me a send funny me a TikTok. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're There's gonna send so many me- ways to communicate these day day and ages, right. you can send a meme. You can send a TikTok. Right, like we we were we had been talking about like traveling and locations and bucket lists and stuff prior to this and then yeah you're gonna go to one word answers and then um what was it oh I asked him if he had any pets and he like looked at it and like two hours later I sent like one of those um I don't know emojis (laughs) (laughs) like confused (laughs) and he looked at that and still didn't respond so then I blocked him and deleted him. I'm like, I'm not, I don't play those games. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like if you're busy, tell me you're busy. Don't just ignore me. Cause that's like my biggest spicy brain pet peeve. And part of my abandonment issues is this like, if you don't want to talk to me, if you don't like me anymore, just be like, Hey, it's not working. And I will, peace out like I'm totally fine well I think you and I have kind of talked about this kind of stuff before because it's okay to have high expectations but it's not okay to have unreasonable expectations Correct. so I feel like 
you know, you got to find those few things that are very important to you on the list and then maybe lower your expectations in other areas. Um, but I also have told you that I think it's really important to go into these things with your expectations on the table because that's what I did with my husband when we first started dating. And maybe this will backfire for some people, but I stand behind this. Um, you know, I had a bunch of longer relationships, couple years, and I had never really been single. And I got to hanging out with my now husband and we were friends and he asked me out a bunch and I kept saying, no, I just want to be single. I'm not going to call him out too hard on here. Okay. I won't tell them the whole story, but he asked me out a bunch. Um, and I just was like, no, I want to do my own thing. I've never been single for like a period of time before blah, blah, blah. And then when I finally was like, okay, sure. Let's like try this dating thing. Let's be more than friends. Let's date. And there was a time something happened and we sat down and I was like, dude, I'm not 18. I'm not at the point that I just want to like, if I'm going to be in a relationship, like this needs to be something that's going to go somewhere. I'm not I'm not going to get a relationship. Weekend hangout buddy. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to do that, tell me. Right. And I'll make my decision off of that. But like, that is not what I want. I want to finish school. I want to get a good job. I want to get married and I want to have kids. Like getting married, having kids. Those are the next steps in my life. And that's what I want. I've always wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted, you know, to start building my life. I've always been anxious to do it. All very important things that you include in your dating profile. (laughs) (laughs) Now I wish I didn't want to do all of these things because paying bills sucks real bad. (laughs) But um, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. But um I, I said to him really early on in our relationship, I was like, dude, I don't play games. I don't do this thing with, like, you're talking to other girls at the same time. I'm in this for, like, if we're going to be dating, we're both going into it going, we want this to work. I'm giving you my attention, my 100% right. attention. Yep. yep. I expect the same from you. 100% what we talked it's about. It's not unreasonable. It's not. That's what you are projecting to people it's not but I feel like it's probably scarier for some people to hear yeah because their their expectation of hearing that is like okay she's crazy she already wants to get married to me and it's like no I'm not not just to you it's right in general those are my those are my goals like I'm not going into it trying to date a million people to see who's going to marry me first right So, and that's kind of like, I think that's where you need good communication with it because my husband was not scared off by that. And he was like, no, I've been asking you out for six months. Like, obviously, like, I want to date you. And so, I mean, it worked out in our situation, but I know that, I guess I don't know a hundred percent, but I'm assuming that when someone hears that, maybe it scares them a little bit, but also I'm not going to give up, you know, finding the person that I belong with 
because you want to take up some of my time and we go into this knowing, you know, you don't want kids and that's a, a no go for me. Like I 100% right. want kids or you don't want to get married. You don't believe in marriage or whatever it is. But those expectations and talking about I don't them. don't want to get attached to someone. Right. Who doesn't believe in that for the slightest chance mm-hmm. that you they're going to change, change their mind. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not. No. Like either we're on the same page or we're not like, I don't hold animosity against you. I'm not going to freak out on you. Like just tell me what's, what's up. Right. And like, I've also been on in situations where I've let down my expectations and I've waited and I've waited just to get hurt or just for them to say, I don't think we're on the same page. And the most, and that's the most frustrating thing is because I laid all this out mm-hmm. and I let go of some of the things and I'm still waiting around for you. Like, and I think that's why my expectations are where they are at this point because I've been the girl that sat there waiting around for you all day. Like, and that's another one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, if you have plans with someone, like, you have plans with them, you don't. I but think make them wait around for you when <laughs> I think though a huge part of that is like emotional immaturity because people can't it's hard when you I'm sure it's extremely hard for you having to just meet random people and try and base a conversation off nothing and then try and feel this stuff out and figure out if they're actually there because they want to meet someone or they just want that's a fun one too like icebreakers like there's people out there that like will freak out on you because you say hey how's it going as an icebreaker well you can't come up with anything more original no i can't because that's an icebreaker that's what you say to people when you talk to them like i'm not gonna write you a paragraph just for you to ignore me I would be the worst at dating because I would be such an idiot with every icebreaker. I'd just like, make up stupid stuff the whole time or like cheesy one-liner pickup lines that's totally Which boring. I'm totally fine with, but it's like people like I'm accepting of all things, whatever. But like there's people who like won't even give you the time of day because all you said was hi, how are you instead of this lengthy thing. But then they do the exact same. Like I've read profiles where people like say, don't come at me with this, whatever. But then they message you with that exact thing. And I'm like, okay, if anyone is listening to this and has a better um, dating app that maybe we haven't I've tried, tried them all, it's awful. Maybe there's, <laughs> I just, I hate it. I hate that we're in a day and age that like, there is nowhere for people to organically meet because you and I have talked about this a billion times before. Like we are not bar people. We are not go out to the bar, get drunk people. Those are all the people that are on the dating webs anyway. Right. But like, (laughs) they're just messaging you from the bar. (laughs) At least I can weed you out. Like if you match with me at like midnight, you either work nights, which does not work for me, or you're sitting at the bar. No, thank no, you. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. And that's the thing. Like, just 
why can't we all just be honest? Like, why are you going to feed me these lines? And then when I meet you in person, that's not anything that you even like to do. Or, like, don't try to impress me. <laughs> like, just be yourself. Because I'm going to figure it out either way. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, it's true. off the bat, like, oh, that guy that I met that we went to school with that I didn't realize we went to school with. Um, Like I read his profile, whatever. And I think my pickup line to him was, um, I'm not that into cars, but can we still be friends? <laughs> because like his whole thing was he's about cars or whatever. And he wanted a girl that liked cars. And I, off the bat, I said, I'm not that into cars. So either you want to talk to me or you don't. Right. <laughs> Which, whatever. I don't mind sitting in the garage. Like, I've dated plenty of guys that are, like, into cars and fixing cars, whatever. I don't mind sitting in the garage, like, I'm helping you. I'm not into you. cars, but I'll sit on my comfy chair with a beer and watch you work on cars. Like, that's cool. Right. right. I you don't have to know. Right. Doing whatever. Just don't put me in your car and terrify me as we're going <laughs> down the road at 100 miles an hour. Sorry, I'm not a thrill seeker. That's not fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> he did it once. And he like, looked at me. I'm like, do what you need to do. Just don't kill me. I don't understand why that's like a thing. That also scares me. I don't like car stuff like that. That's creepy. Well, and there's a time and place for it. Like, don't put me in a car and try racing a Subaru on a two-lane <laughs> road. <laughs> like this isn't this isn't a racetrack. Fast and furious. Calm down. Right. You're I 40 don't... years old and balding. Get it together. Don't kill me and don't kill people on the road. This is not fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Delafield. Calm down. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's I, another fun one if we're on expectations. And oh, boy. I got a million of them, guys. Um, So <laughs> this one I said to my sister. So on this a app that I'm on, like, there's actually a spot, like, what you're looking for. Like, so you could put monogamy, right? What does monogamy mean to you? Um. You're just with each other. You're faithful to your partner. Right, right. Okay. Good. One person and one person. Okay. So under his, he has monogamy. Under his description, he wrote, I'm happily married, but looking for someone on the side. Oh, my God. I'm like, good on you for being honest, but I don't think you understand what monogamy means. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Also, if you want someone to respond to you, do not have pictures with other girls in, like in every single picture on actually at all. Girls don't like seeing guys with other girls. It's true. Don't make it your profile. <sighs> I don't know, man. I feel like the expectations thing is something I am definitely trying to work at 
at it this just stage seems of my like life. When I lower my expectations of people, I still get burned. So, so when I'm more accommodating to people, I still like I give them the benefit of the doubt because I think that my standards are too high. No, they're not. <laughs> well, so here's the thing though, because this is something I'm trying to work on really, really hard is saying things like that to myself like if you get your hopes up right it's just gonna fail anyway so why are you gonna get your hopes up if you leave your hopes here then they're not gonna get destroyed and you're not gonna be gutted by it going wrong or whatever right Right. and I feel like that's something I'm trying to work on more of putting the positivity out there keeping my expectations where I know they rightfully should be, not having them too high, but not lowering them too much, having right. them at the right level, and then staying true to what I go into thinking about those expectations. So if these expectations aren't met, then I need to do whatever. I need to move on from the situation I'm in. I need to try and do something different, whatever I go into it with thinking. Um, because I feel like I do get very negative about stuff like that and lower my expectations mm -hmm. because I don't want to be disappointed. But there's no there's no reward without the risk, right? right. And so I've, I'm trying really hard to get better with, at least for myself, putting myself in a mind frame of, no, you can have those expectations. It's, you know, yes, this is how you want things to go. and yeah. And sticking to what I actually believe instead of just lowering them because then I'm hoping that they I won't get disappointed because that that's not putting good out into the universe. That's not manifesting what I want out of my life. That's making it beyond attainable and it's not taking any sort of a risk and it's not going to help me grow at all. Right. Well, so as you higher your vibration – the people that want to stay in their lower vibrations will stay down there and you will attract more people to your higher vibration. Every time you say vibration, I just want to start singing, got that good vibration. <laughs> Sorry. Fair. Go ahead. That's fair. And that's on spicy brain. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big part of my brain is I hear anything that's a lyric from a song that like sticks out. And then while you continue talking, all that's going on in my brain oh, is I'm yeah. singing that song. For sure. <laughs> yeah, the same way. Same way. It's so bad. Oh, that'd be so random too. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, I think that's something I really just want to continue working on is where my expectation levels should fall what's too high of an expectation for myself and for other people. Right. And like you said, a, a big component of that is having the communication to be able to get that across to people, whether it's a team you're working with at work and saying, you know, this is my expectation. Where do everyone else's expectations lie? Um, or if it's with a relationship or with yourself or whatever it may be. Um, I think that's. Well, yeah, because everybody has a different vision mm -hmm. of whatever task or relationship goals or I think everybody has their own vision so I think the more you collaborate and talk about things that puts you on a better space to say 
but we can cut this out and still make it this way. Like it's easier to um, piece things together to create everybody's vision when you're clear and concise about what those expectations are versus holding it inside and resenting someone because they're they're doing what they think their expectation of the thing is mm-hmm. and you are overthinking and stressing because they're not meeting your expectations mm-hmm. and i think that's what puts myself in higher stress situations is because we're biting our nails we're stressing we're waiting because some people wait till the last minute to do things and you want to make sure that it's getting done hi it's me i wait till the last minute (laughs) but like but it'll be perfect but it'll be the last minute (laughs) well right but if you go into a situation not knowing that about someone and then you're just stressing like oh my god like i have to make up for this person or i have to do this or we're not going to have this when we need it like i think that puts a lot of extra stress on other people Mm -hmm. so i think if you can do a summary of personalities and what's expected and when it's expected and then maybe you need to give someone an earlier date to have a goal done because that's how their brain works like can you give me this by this date or this by this date? Like break it into smaller pieces for certain people. Cause I think that works too. Well, cause I think they did like growing up in school and stuff. We learned about like learn to work with different people. Right. But I don't think it was actually giving us a hundred percent, the skill of like how to communicate to work with different people because. Right. Because only one person is the manager. Yeah. And so, you know, dividing tasks or whatever it may be, it, it's not having the conversation of, Hey, how, you know, how do you work best? Do you feel like it would be better if we got together at a coffee shop or do you work better by yourself at home or whatever? Right. Um, because I don't think we were really taught to have those conversations. And I feel in general in society now, people are starting to talk more and more about things like having open communication and how people really feel about things and um, are talking about things like mental health more openly and things that just were taboo for so many years and we're not able to learn and better ourselves as a group and as a society because we're not taking the time to understand that everyone's minds work a little bit different and you know how to have those conversations I'm not seeing you more understanding yeah I'm not saying you should make accommodations for every situation but I'm saying there need to be specific conversations had to figure out how to keep being better at doing things and how to be a better person and how to be more open about things and less judgmental and all of these things. And still not enabling someone to the point of mm-hmm. them taking advantage of it because Absolutely. that's not fair to the other group. Like mm-hmm. you have a deadline. This is what needs to be done by that deadline. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how you get to that deadline, you still need to meet it. Yep. And you still need to be part of 
the working team. <laughs> yeah. So like you can't make expectations that are so out of bounds for other people that everyone else is stressing that it's not going to get done and then their portion doesn't get done. Right. And then everyone's scrambling. So I think that expectation is if you know ahead of time that someone has a difficult time doing those tasks, you give them smaller tasks and different timelines. Give me an outline. I'll get it done. Right. But some people don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, though, that's important, too, to realize those things about ourselves and make the concessions for ourselves in our daily life to make those things happen. If you can work more independently, I can work pretty independently at my job. So I usually have a set schedule in my head of when I do what, because that's the way it works for me. So if you can, you know, make those concessions for yourself and and figure out what you need to do for yourself. That's, I think that's a huge skill to have. Right. And I mean, and check in with people. If you have a deadline, like check in with your partners or check in with someone and say, Hey, how's it going? Do you need help with anything? Do you need more explanation on anything? I don't think it hurts. Some people might take it personally, but if it's helping the team as, a whole if that's what you need to do just be nice about it <laughs> like don't be like overbearing about it I think yeah good luck with that I know <laughs> I try oh boy oh boy oh boy you're never gonna win but I mean hey if we can just keep building our toolbox right for life I feel like right. in general we'll be happier people and be understanding, but also don't be afraid to put your expectations where they need to be. Yeah. And have people meet those expectations. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to put up with anyone's BS. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> Well, I think but that also was also accommodating. <laughs> I think that was a very good uh, expectations conversation. I'm sure all of the topics that we've talked about so far, we will talk about again in the future. Um, they build upon each other. They're all yeah, interconnected. They're, they're all intertwined for sure. So if you guys have anything you would like to suggest for us to talk about next, please let us know. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, our email. Posted anything on TikTok lately? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) This weekend. (laughs) Um, But I didn't have good cell service, so there's this. Um, But... Let us know. Let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about specifically or if you want us to help you figure out something in your life or we can tell you what we do in that circumstance. And feel yeah. free to email us, uh, dear empaths, letter. <laughs> we will totally help you out. Dear empaths. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I'm like writing down stuff as we're talking today. So sorry if you hear my pen clicking. 
email us at empatheticvillainspodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to help you out with some stuff. Yeah, we got you. You're part of our crew now. And as always, we wish you all a supportive healing journey and thank you for joining us for our ride. And healing ain't easy. No, ma'am. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.